What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. Doing well. Can't complain. Look, last week I was kind of upset with uh with our show American Gigolo, but this week they pulled me back in. They pulled me back in because of I I said something in episode one. I told you about it. I was like. The billionaire husband is in this. It's the billionaire husband. The billionaire husband. The billionaire husband didn't even know Julian existed. So, like, now I am mindfucked. I am ready to talk about this show. The fact that he didn't know who put the hit. I'm starting to think it's the woman. I'm starting to think it's his, his wife. But I don't know. We'll talk about it when we get to American Gigolo. But that shit fucked me up when I found out the billionaire didn't know who Julian K was. And that man is innocent. I'm sorry. I, I mislead. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get into talking about that because this episode was definitely one of those like episode five we're in the middle of the story and i'm like where are we going now yeah no they did a good job with that because i'm not gonna lie after the last one i was like oh i know where we're going now no clue what is joan sunday doing <laughs> rosie o'donnell don't do shit like why didn't you okay so you're telling me rosie o'donnell didn't tell her captain that hey i'm talking to the billionaire's wife and the billionaire's wife just told me that her son was the reason why julian k's picture was in the motel like we'll talk about it right. we'll get to that because joan sunday pissed me well, off as too i think and I think Joan Sunday's the only one who thinks that maybe the wife did put out the hit. She might. Like, look, I, I'm starting to question it. I, like, because if it's not the husband, I'm starting to think, like, what the fuck? But see, they're going to they gonna try to bring it back around to Isabella. But, like, I don't know why. So we got to figure that out. Because, you no, know, because remember, they still got the file. We still got to connect it to. We're going to talk. We're going to talk. See, because there's no reason why we, we know about Wayne Brady and Isabella if we're not bringing it back around. Right. Because why did, what's her name say? I'm They're going to kill you, Julian. And I thought she was talking about the billionaire because I thought her and the billionaire par- partnered up and he she got the info from him. But again, we'll talk about this. Um. So, yeah. So we got that to talk about. We have probably, I think, the longest House of the Dragon episode. So to talk about might have been the best down. and um, and then Andor with the big setup for this week. You're, you don't have to tell me about it. I didn't. That's the only thing I didn't oh. watch. I watched I watched, well, but I did the, watch Daredevil. Hey, my boy in the building. <laughs> OK, we can talk about that. <laughs> I watched one episode of She-Hulk, the Daredevil episode. My boy had well, to. Well, let's talk about that right now. Oh. It won't take too long. <laughs> Daredevil. Daredevil Great. fucks. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I was like, okay, my man getting in with She-Hulk. I was like, okay, She-Hulk. See, I like this episode, and I like the fact that I liked She-Hulk. I, I liked Jennifer Walters as a character. I like what uh Tatiana Maslany's been doing with the character. Like, I thought she killed it. And that makes me excited for, for future stuff to see her in with other people. I'm happy right. I didn't watch the season because I think I got all the she-hulky, she-hulky shit I needed from that one episode and I got Daredevil. It was great for me. Like when she threw that car at him and when, or when she's clapped and it like messed up his ears, I was like, oh, Matt, you're fucked. <laughs> but like, I don't know how I feel about the mustard. They definitely need to change that before his show. But the, the fight scene with the blue, that was dope. Kevin Feige was like, oh, y'all had a red one. I'm gonna get a blue one. 
Yeah, I thought that that episode did a really good job of melding the two. It's almost like I want to see their them commingle a lot more. I think she'll be in his show. Well, cause, no, because he going back well, to New York. I don't York. think she'll be in the show, but I mean, like, I think that she could appear on the show. Yeah, and it possible. would make sense. Possible, yeah. Like she comes to to New York to help him with a case or something during the season, just because like he's going back to New York. He ain't he ain't staying in L.A. Nah, but this could give us the West Coast Avengers led by her. I kind of dig that. Right. So, you know, we could, we'll see what happens with all that. You know, season finale of She-Hulk's this week, as you saw at the end of the episode, it's about to get crazy um, with the people who are finally coming to get her. Oh, yeah. Um, all so. the people who got them hits on her? Yeah, yeah. When they're, they're trying to slut shame her at her award uh, show or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. that man recorded her. But hey, man, Jen fucks. Like, do you think, Jen? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, right. I think it's crazy how all out of those two, the two Disney Plus shows, Andor and She Hulk, we've seen more sex on Disney than ever. Yeah, no, crazy, right? Like, she got it in more than Iron Man, and Iron Man was used to get it in. Right. Like, I don't think we've seen that many Iron Man sex scenes. I know we haven't seen any cap. That, that daredevil walk of shame was hilarious. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, but again, that's why he got to get rid of that mustard because that because that was he was looking crazy with no shoes, holding him barefoot. He was with looking that, as goofy as yeah. uh, whatever that guy was, leapfrog. He was looking crazy. But when Jen was like, "Oh yeah, why don't we skip the pleasantries and let's just get to fucking?" Do you think she fucked him as She Hulk? No, because you saw she didn't. I mean, you never know. They might have. We don't see everything. Well, I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter for Matt because he can't see nothing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, he could like, he could feel it could be a different, a different sensation. I don't know. Shit, maybe. I mean, like her, her whole bit at that point is she wants someone to like, oh, to like be with her her. as, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, because she's been been fetishized as She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. For sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Great episode. Let's get into the stories. We go from the Marvel cinematic mess over to the DC cinematic mess. Just when they uh, thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I'm all the um, way in and I'm going to hate it. <laughs> I mean, it looks corny as all hell. <laughs> Not, it, hey, some of you, I was like that. I'm it glad they was fighting. CW graphics. I like Beast Boy in his costume. I dug that. Not I, still not doing anything. <laughs> he was about to transform until that lady hit him with the bow. I loved, I loved uh, Lex Luthor. Like I'm in it, man. I need to see it because they're gonna be Titans this season. Hopefully, hopefully it's about hopefully. them being superheroes and not their relationships with each other. Because if it's still about their relationships, I'm gonna be pissed. Get Tim Drake a suit <laughs> or something. This Yo, that's fucked up. They got the black dude out there with a polo, some jeans, and a staff. <laughs> exactly. We got dude B-boy looks crazy. Too. Like, he looks nuts. But Beast Boy probably like, bro, it took me whole seasons to get up in a damn suit. <laughs> seasons, bro. You got to wait a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so I guess, like, the most captivating of the stuff that I did see was, like, that little teaser where you know the at the Azrath Metreon Synthos chant going on so we're I think we're gonna get some more mystical raven stuff on top of the Lex Luthor stuff there was a teaser you probably didn't see it was a minute was it, it was with minute. the bl- with the blood and coming out the hand like, 
Was it with the dude coming out of right. coming out the? That's not no Azrath. Right. That's blood of blood. You clown. That's who that was. He was doing his. That was his, what they were chanting in the background. It was it. Oh, I didn't hear. I was just like, I thought. Yeah. I, oh, I, but that's the, uh, in the background. That's the cult of blood. So I'm excited to see what they do with that. Dude right. was looking gross. So, so we'll I'm in. I'm gonna watch it. Did you watch the Doom Patrol I'm trailer? Too. I didn't watch that. I did not because I haven't seen the last season. Yeah, me neither. That's why I didn't do it. I was like, I'm whole off. But apparently that looks good too. I thought it was gonna be done. Well, the HBO Max loves that show. So I'll watch it because like I thought it was I thought it was gonna be done. Yeah, that show has good ratings. That show kills me. Oh, and, and it kills HBO because Max it plays DC. on TNT uh on TV. That's how my brother's been watching it, which is yeah, weird. Yeah, so I'm exciting, like, yeah. bro, you have my HBO account. Why are you watching on fucking TV, you fucking weirdo? <laughs> yeah, with commercials. <laughs> like, what? And, um, and another DC, uh, Harley Quinn Valentine's Day special. That was a big announcement this week. Um, um, yeah. Oh, also The Rock yeah. rumor uh, that Henry Cavill Marvel. coming back. We'll see. That's, I, I uh, believe I, when I see it. Look, they said at the end of Black Adam, Amanda Waller, James Bond, Amanda Waller gonna hit him with, uh, yeah, well, I got somebody for you. And then like she walks away, and then like apparently he lands. We see his face. They talk because the I, I, word on the road is that the Rock has been using all of his clout to say, look, I did Black Adam. I want Black Adam versus Superman. I want Henry Cavill. That's what the fans want, and we're giving the fans what they want. The fact that The Rock's using his clout to get Henry Cavill back, I applaud it. But like, just just makes me think, where are we at? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Is this The Rock cinematic universe now? <laughs> I mean, it's a better direction than they were going in. If that's the case, let it just give it to The Rock, I suppose. Because I mean, he'll keep Shazam around too. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm sure he'll pop up in that when him and Black Adam fight Superman. I'm sure Shazam will pop up in there. Um, so the only thing in Marvel that I saw is that Marvel's pushed pretty much their slate back, and they've removed one of the untitled movies. Um, I don't. Uh, I I knew all that shit was too soon. <laughs> right, right. I think they were rushing that stuff out for Comic Con. It just didn't make too much sense because, like, you know, there's still got to get through the stuff that they have going right now. I mean, and Blade has Blade like stop production. It's stopping until they figure out the new director, the new script. They're redoing everything. That got pushed to 2023. That the Avengers right. movies got like to 2026 or 2025. Like all that shit got pushed back. But I mean, good though. We don't want subpar stories. Marvel announcing premature dates like uh, all these college football teams out here announcing games in 2032 like they're not going to have to readjust the whole schedules <laughs> once they change conferences <laughs> um, if you can't tell ladies and gents that's a personal pet peeve of my friends <laughs> well I, I was just i told my girlfriend today i was like oh uh, hey what are you doing in uh, september 18th of 2032 you want to go to minneapolis for the alabama minnesota game <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> that's funny <laughs> But um, who knows what's gonna happen with DC? I mean, with Marvel, man, we gonna see. Um, so let's get to the trailers. Let's start with that that weird Mario's Brothers trailer. I, I can't um, even say it was weird. I, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I, I think I'll watch it on streaming. The Bowser stuff was, the the Bowser stuff was cool. 
I like Jack Black's voice. I like Keegan Michael Key's voice is uh Toad. I thought that was dope. Mario just looked it. Mario is weird to me. I can't lie. That was like the weird part to me of Chris Pratt. Well, it voice. looks like Wreck It Ralph. It does. It does a little bit. It has that like that that animation style, which I don't mind. I'm just interested to see how little ass Mario and Charlie Day's Luigi beat uh beat that Bowser because that Bowser was kicking ass. Well, that Bowser was going up against little penguins. Hey now. man, he burned that whole thing down with one breath. Like <laughs> that makes me terrified for the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> and that Mario oh. looked small. He looked tiny. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember what film studio that's running in. So, Illumination. I'll just wait till it comes out on stream. It's Illumination. So yeah, that's it, Peacock. Yeah, that's uh, all the 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 freaking um, minions. NBC Universal. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yep, yep. So that, that's gonna be on Peacock. I'll watch it on Peacock. All right, all right. Well, I'm, 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 um, I may go to theaters depending on like when it is. Let's stay with animated. You know, you said Keegan Michael Key. He's also in this. Wendell and Wild. The uh, or I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He's in there and uh, Jordan Peele is this is his creation. Yep, it his looks little, good. It looks uh, like a Tim Burton-esque. To, like Coraline. Yes, same Tim person Burton, who made Coraline. Yeah. So it, look, oh, it looks okay, pretty good. Yeah. Now this, I don't know if I go see this in theaters because I was never a fan well, of like Tim Burton. Netflix. And, oh. It's on Netflix. I, I, look, it's not my cup of tea, but I know people who love that Halloween-y style shit. I probably right, come watch with, I mean, it's coming at a good time, but so. it looks it look it looks very well made and interesting story. I just don't know if it's for me. So, how about the documentary that's coming to Netflix? Is that black enough for you? Hey, I will watch that. I I definitely will. Y'all know how much I always I, I want to watch that too. I always complain about slave movies, and it talks about like the, getting us out of that era and like learning about the black exploitation and James Baldwin and all that good shit when black stories really came to two. And I wonder if they're gonna talk about the period where I kind of lulled after the '90s, and then maybe talk about the resurgence how it is right now. I'm into it because I know they'll do a future segment, but I'm gonna watch this. I watch like I watch the uh, Black Godfather documentary. I watch the. Quincy Jones, all the old black docs I I watched. Like the one on Hulu, what? Summer 90s, 96, the uh Quest Love movie. That shit's great. One that one that on one HBO Oscars. Max, I really enjoyed watching like the documentaries that they did about films each decade. But like the one thing that you really kind of miss out of that is like how black movies came from the black boys exploitation era to like having black leading men to Black Panther, you know, how that has you know, risen from the 60s and on. So I'd like to see that being told in that story. The stuff they were talking about with like Billy D. Williams, like Billy D. Williams coming Becoming on screen, that man. like the black heartthrob on screen. Yeah, I'm excited for so all like, of that. Just see, all seems like very interesting concepts that I'd like to see. Pam Greer becoming that, the, becoming oh. that, that lady, the number one pinup girl, like everywhere. Like I'm in, I'm, I'm watching that doc. That looks like a, a pristine doc. All right, um, so let's those are on both on Apple TV. We'll stick with that together. Let's talk about uh, Megan. Oh my gosh, the cre- creepy android <laughs> robot movie. Is that gonna be on Prime? I, no, that's on Apple TV. I thought, huh? Uh, it's on Apple TV too. I thought. I thought Apple so. Apple TV's got a slate coming. <laughs> that that one looks kind of mediocre. I don't know if it's Apple. I could be guessing, but look. 
The, the trailer will make you laugh nonetheless. This is a movie that's coming out in January. Y'all know January, February movies are really trash. Oh, it's in theaters? Exactly. January, February, trash theater movie. But it looks funny. I like Allison Williams. And the fact that that, that doll started doing the Dougie. <laughs> I might watch it just for the doll doing the Dougie and telling that woman, fuck her. I'm not listening. And when it started crawling after that little boy on, on all fours, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> it's got all the classic horror movie tropes. And then the Dougie. In the uh, this is a uh, written by James Wan. That's one thing you can trust. Uh, it's Blumhouse, and it was um, produced by the same people who made Black Phone, which I really enjoyed. I have a review up on Letterbox for. So I think it could end up being a pretty good movie. Again, it's not something that I'm going to go to the theaters in January nah. to see if it was coming out maybe in this month, maybe, but not in January. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Um, but yeah, I would say check that trailer out because it's at least a good laugh. You'll get a great laugh. Um, so let's talk about women talking real quick. Uh, I don't know if you watched that one. <laughs> yeah, I watched that trash. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, Rooney Mara, Claire Foy. Um, God, I don't want to shit McDormand, on the, the movie called Women Talking. The uh, the the people who made Nomad Land. You could tell um, it's based off a book. Uh, it's. In 2010, the women of an isolated religious community grapple with reconciling their reality with their faith. Um, I, I'm kind of interested in it for the aspect of modern day religious community drama, because I like that shit with the Mormons and the Amish and all that. That's fair. So, so like that interests me a little bit. It seems like they're going, there's going to be like some kind of like violence in it, which I kind of want to know what, what's going to happen with that. I'd watch that, but like, man, just seeing them churning butter and talking about their lives i wasn't digging that <laughs> well no it looks like that like there's gonna be like some men that try and come and overtake their community and they're gonna be like if they want to treat us like animals then we'll act like animals did i write like, did i watch the-, the right trailer then because i did not see any men coming take over this was just women talking in it like amish looking clothes yeah i don't think i watched the wrong trailer because like i think i watched the wrong there's a point in it where like um some some old lady says to Claire Foy, they're like, they treat us like animals. So why don't we just act like animals? Oh. And I'm like, oh. I might have saw the wrong trailer and I'm I'm shitting on women talking. I might have saw watched the wrong thing. Okay. Well look, I'll I'll hold my judgment then. I think it's been getting around the festival circuit. It's already got like IMDB rating on up there. It releases in December. Okay. Um, it's gonna be in theaters. So okay. We'll see how it goes. I feel like that's going to be something that's going to get talked around award season. So yeah, probably so. Just keep it on the radar. Uh, let's talk about our two Apple TV. I think one's a movie, one's a show. Causeway takes place in New Orleans. Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry, a.k.a. Paperboy. Um, they seem to be like a couple. Yeah, kind of. Like, um, I don't, kinda, are friends? I or don't like know. Or like really good friends. But like, I think just Jennifer Lawrence is coming off like a sickness or something. Like, she got some kind of issues. Depressed. Yeah. And, and he like helps like, her. Is it a, he's like, is it the city? And she's like, nah. It's oh, not the city. A U.S. soldier suffers with traumatic brain surgery at, while fighting in Afghanistan and struggles to adjust life back home. That's what it is. Ah, okay. Wow. That's it. I just knew she was sad and they had a oh, relationship. PTSD. Gotcha. 
PTSD okay. living in New Orleans. Looks like it's better for New Orleans. It looks pretty good. I can't lie. Like I'll probably just watch. Yeah, I'll check it out on streaming for sure. Um, and then uh, Shantarum. Oh yeah, yeah Shantarum with, a- with uh, Charlie Hunnam. Looks pretty good. Charlie Hunnam doing like this extraction style thing, going to Bombay, doing a movie in India. I like the setting. I'm always down when we go to India to watch those to watch a movie set there. I always enjoy that. He's a convict. He's trying to help these people fix their land, but he owes a debt to someone. The people he owes a debt to is like, I'll burn this mother down. And he's like, no, let me save him. So like, I'm into that. Yeah, so the long line is a heroin addict incarcerated for a robbery oh escapes gosh. prison and reinvents himself as a doctor in the Did not know he was a heroin addict. Really like extraction yeah. then. His ties to the crime underworld there lead him to Afghanistan where he partners with a mob boss locked in a battle with Russian criminals. Oh my gosh. It's based on an international best-selling novel. Even better than I thought. Okay, I'm into this fully. Yeah. I think it's going to be a series. Oh, it's not even a movie. It's a TV show. Even yeah, more series premiere. Series okay. premiere, and it's actually premiering this week. Oh shit! Okay, I'm gonna watch that. Twelve then. episodes. Oh, weekly so premiere. They're uh, all at once. Uh, good question. How Let's does Apple do that? On here, uh, they usually do it weekly. Okay. Real. That's probably they're gonna what they're drop, yeah. They're gonna they're doing the same thing they did with Mosquito Coast. They're gonna drop the first three on Friday and then they're gonna go week to week. Okay. All right, yeah, I'll watch those first three. And if it's good, I'll let y'all know on next week because that's something I'm into. All right. The next trailer we have to talk about is let's talk about Violent Night. This is gonna be, <laughs> I think, in theaters. It's uh what's that guy's name? The Stranger t- Things guy. Oh, David Harbour. They David Har- David Harbour is playing Santa Claus, but John Santa Luke Claus Santa, kicks baby. ass. Yeah, man, he's look for the kids on the nice list. Kids on the nice list. He woman had a direct line. Might be Santa's family. We'll find that out. But couple gets robbed. Uh, these people shooting up their house. Santa comes and save them. Starts stabbing them with candy canes and tree stars, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I actually really <laughs> want to see it. I do like, too. Using his gift bag to like eight bullets and like package I, I, whatever he was doing with that bag and and jumping through chimneys to dodge bullets, like turning into powder. He was wilding. I'm watching this. Right, and it seems like he's like a a Santa that is kind of like not drunk Santa, but bad but Santa like, kind. Of, yeah, no, he, he was sort getting of saucy. bad Santa because like in the beginning he was like. At a bar or something, wasn't he? Yeah, he was like, I can get as drunk as I want the reindeers drive. <laughs> like, <laughs> he don't drive. He just does a little steering. So, yeah, that's a surprising trailer for me. I really thought that I was going to think that was ridiculously stupid, but I really want to see it. It might be one of my new favorite Christmas movies. Look, it could be up there. That's a fact. That is a fact. Um, That takes us now to two shows. Let's start with the the Netflix series Blockbuster uh, made by the creators of Superstore and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And you can tell. uh, What's that? Randall Park, the chick from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and uh, J.B. Smooth. Yep. 
It looks good. I'm into it. I liked the Tarantino jokes. I like the like this is a failing business joke. It definitely gives me heavy uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine and even Superstore vibes, like with the relationship between the two people. Well, yeah, like it, like it's just it's it's falling in line in that typical comedy. And I love having another one because besides Abbott Elementary and Flatch, I don't really have a, a go to comedy right now. Right, and even Flatch gets spotty. Yeah, Flatch, Flatch is shaky at times. Flatch can be shaky, so like you know, you get Abbott Elementary every week. You have Blockbuster. It'd be a hit for Netflix. Could be because because Space Force didn't work. <laughs> they even got Steve yeah, Carell for that. That shit work. didn't work. No, um, but I think this cast looks like they got a good setup. Um, um, what's, who's that girl that was in there that has like that those big. Uh, eyes to see her and things. She's always pretty good whenever she's in something. The only people I knew was Randall Park and the and the girl from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine and JB Smooth. Yeah, Melissa Fumero, and um, and then the the little white girl. What's her name? Yeah, Madeline Arthur. Okay, okay, got to be one of those. Madeline Arthur. She's a. She was the friend of the main character and to all the boys I loved before. Oh. She was pretty good in that. So okay. that's where I, I saw her in. And then she was in Snowpiercer. Ah. The series. Oh, I was about to say, okay. Not the movie, the series. Okay, cool. All right, well, yeah, I'll check. Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely going to watch Blockbuster. A big distinction. Yeah, same. Um, And then the last thing, we guys, White Lotus Season 2. Bring it. Bring this mm-hmm. cast. Haley Lou Richardson. Uh, You know, Jennifer Coolidge is back. Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza story looks like it's gonna be wild. Yeah, no, it does. That White Lotus season two looks nuts just for the fact that, like, whatever's going on with Aubrey Plaza and her rich ass uh, boyfriend and their thing, I feel like they're about to get into some shit. Yeah, and then you got Michael Imperioli doing doing some other stuff. Theo James is that other couple that Aubrey Plaza is hanging out with. And then, like, Haley Richardson, as I mentioned, she's playing Jennifer Coolidge's, like, assistant. Yeah. So I'm interested in what Jennifer Coolidge is doing, too. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, I didn't see a lot about, like, in the first White Lotus, we had a lot of stuff with, like, the staff. I don't really see a lot about the staff this time around. Yeah, not too, not, this doesn't, this doesn't seem very staff-focused. Seem very, like, passenger or, like, not passenger, uh, resort-goer-focused. But we're you know we're real close to the start of the season. It starts um, October thirtieth. Okay, so we're I think right it's there. Start right as Game of Thrones wraps up. They're waiting oh. for Game of Thrones to wrap up, so this will start. Okay, cool. Fuck yeah! All right. Uh, well, that wraps up our trailers. Let's jump into some of these stories real quick. So Nicholas Holt, we talked about Nosferatu last week. Um, casting. Skarsgård and Lily Rose Depp. Uh, Nicholas Holt now joins that cast. Nice. Suppo- supposedly okay. in that role that Harry Styles is supposed to be. So maybe oh, that's so Nosferatu. I'm not sure. He might, he's Nosferatu. Nah, it's Skarsgård. He's probably like the it's lover. Gotta be Skarsgård. He's the lover. Like he's the the pretty boy guy. That's like even though that's not really Nicholas Holt, but you know whatever. And maybe and well, maybe that's like fucked the up. Second because, time he's played a role like that. 
True. And, and maybe it's fucked up on my part because Nicholas Holt was in Skins, the popular guy. He wasn't a lot of shit. But every time I think of him, I think of Beast with those glasses, timid. He's been very typecast. I guess. But I mean, you haven't seen The Great. So in The Great, he plays like a emperor who's like, you know, badass who like fucks all the women. And- in the what? The Great. It's a Hulu show that was Emmy nominated. The Great? Damn. Yeah, with L Fanning and him. Damn, wait, wait. I, I don't even think I've heard of that. It's an Emmy nominated show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Two seasons. <laughs> I'm behind The Great on Hulu. Oh yeah, shit. Okay. Catherine the Great. Oh damn. It's a comedy. Oh, okay. That's why I didn't watch it, because it's a fucking it's a it's a comedy, huh? Yeah. Is my is my yeah. man Bobby kind of all in this? Is that what I'm seeing? Uh, he might be in season two. Nah, Bobby Cannavale's not in there. It's just a guy that looks like him. Okay, I might have to check this out. The Great, okay. Um. So yeah, so he's a nice fraud too. We'll see how that goes. Um. So did you see the first look of Adam Driver playing Enzo Ferrari? And yes, I did. Michael Mann's Ferrari. He looks like he looks him. Good. Yeah, he does. I'm into it. You know, I'm a so fan of Michael Mann. Yeah, ex- exactly. All right, but that's all we have on that. So next one I got is Chris Messina has joined Kaylee Cuoco in the Peacock Dark Comedies thriller series called Based on a True Story. Uh, per the official series description, the show is about a realtor, a plumber, and a former tennis star whose lives unexpectedly collide, explo- exposing America's obsession with true crime, murder, and the slow-closed toilet seat. It was previously announced that Coco will play a married woman named Ava Bartlett, while Messina will play a character named Nathan. All of the character details are under wraps. Okay, that could be interesting. You know, Peacock needs a, them a new comedy, and everybody's in the crime stories, so that could work. I think Peacock is slowly getting on the rise. Like they went ahead and like bumped down their yearly rate. Like that's why I have Peacock now because they were like, okay. So um, we're going to bump down our yearly rate. You pay us $10, you get the year. It is cheaper. Like, sure. Yeah, no, for I sure. Can, I'll take a year for $10. All right. So like, and so now I've gotten into Peacock stuff. And uh, so they're trying to climb and get you on the rise. Start watching like, WWE. Quoco, you should start watching um, WWE money. docs. That's what you need to do. <laughs> you need to start. Well, I'm telling you, you'll get into it. And then I'm telling you, go on Hulu, watch the dark side of the ring and tell me. I don't, I don't have time to get into it. Tell me you won't love wrestling if you watch the dark side of the ring. You'll be like, damn, maybe I should be watching. I don't dislike wrestling. <laughs> oh. I just don't have time to watch it. Oh. <laughs> I just, like, it's just too much to keep up with. It is a lot. I am watching. Like, quite before frequently. the showdown got canceled, I had to stop watching the showdown. I didn't have time to keep up with all that. <laughs> I have the Bachelor. That's that. That's what I'm keeping oh up with right now. The Bachelor. <laughs> Wait, so is the new guy that, there, that is my... or is it in Paradise? It's a, it's in Paradise. Okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. It's maybe the worst season of Paradise yet. Damn. See, but that's what she that. It, but it's the worst. I'm t- go watch Dark Side of the Ring. Great documentary series, bro. The fucking shit that some of these wrestlers do in the plane ride from hell. Bruh, I'd have been I'd have been on that plane freaking out. Brock Lesnar tackling people 30,000 feet in the air, hitting doors and fuselages. Ric Flair walking around with his cock out like what are those things? Sidetrack, you mentioned documentaries. and I didn't know if we were supposed to talk about it at the end of this, but I did watch the Redeem Team. 
I'm salty. Because my dog, I was watching it. My dog kept barking at me. Curse was at work. She wouldn't stop crying. So I had to stop it, take her outside. And I didn't get to finish. But I knew when they introduced Coach K and Colangelo was like, we only had one man for the job. I got goosebumps. And I was like, this shit is for me. But I didn't finish. So I don't want to know anymore. I'm at the point where Damn, they're so like, you, you got to get, get Coach to like K. 2005? No, I, I literally just you got, just got I saw like, the, the, the You just preview, saw all the, the, all the sad stuff. You saw yeah. everything, all the losing. I saw all the losing and then like the build up to like, okay, now we're getting Coach K. We're about to change this. But I didn't see the changes yet. Damn. Yeah, it was good. I know. I heard it's fucking amazing. I heard it's like one of the best docs ever, and it makes people sad because they miss Kobe. Uh, I mean, it's not one of the best docs ever because they couldn't have Kobe. Because mm-hmm. like, it's just a lot of people's perspective on how Kobe was feeling about things and like some of the stuff that he said before. But we don't, we won't know for sure. Because yeah, we don't. Okay. And then I heard Mello's the star of the doc. Yeah, he's pretty funny. <laughs> but I mean, like you know, it, you obviously know that it's got the D Wade Lebron slant because they produced it. Yeah, I mean, like everything is like like D Wade to me. D Wade was like pushed as the star of this. Like oh. they were like, oh, D Wade was so good at, at this time. He like, was though. Prime. Like that and was D Wade's prime. He just won a championship with shit. And D Wade oh, was to. like, he was like, yeah, you know, me, LeBron, and Kobe, we were the best in they the NBA were, at that point. They were though. Like that's that's real shit. Like facts. I think that's D Wade's second. I think Shaq comes. Right after this Olympics, or when, when is this? Is that that's 05? 06? Yeah. yeah, I think I think that he yeah, won in 06. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like before the they go to the eight Olympics, they've won the title. Like they talked about that. LeBron's like, D-Way, you are you on the ring. Yep. So right before, yeah, 06. So yeah, he is the, the best player in the league. It's in LeBron and Kobe. He's right. Yeah. So all right, I'm gonna watch that. Um, I'll, we'll talk about it next week. I'm hyped. Uh, so next up, we got The Gorge, starring Miles Teller, looks to have found its distributor and co-star. The Apple Original Films is going to take on the pick, and Ani Taylor-Joy is going to star alongside Miles Teller in this genre-bending love story directed by Scott Derrickson. All right. All right, Scott Derrickson. Let's see what you got. I'm always down to watch some some A-T-J, Anya Taylor-Joy, and some Miles Teller. So hopefully it's good. Yeah, Derrickson did Strange One, right? Or did he do Strange Two too? Uh, no, he just did. Yeah, he just did Strange One. Strange Two, he got kicked, he got kicked off because he Cause wanted he to like do. It. Yeah, he wanted to do some other shit, and they didn't let him. So. All right, so this is part probably part of the other shit that he wanted to do. Probably so. Probably so. And he also did the black the black phone, which I enjoyed. Uh, so okay, I'm into it. Black All right, Scott Derrickson. Let's see what he has. All right, so the next story we have is Viggo Mortensen is going to to write, direct, and act in a period Western called The Dead Don't Hurt, uh, which will also star Vicky Kreps, who is currently generating on Oscar buzz for her recent film, um, Corsage, I think it's called. And okay. Kreps stars in this fiercely independent French-Canadian Vivian Lacoudi, uh, who embarks on a relationship with a Danish immigrant. Holger Olsen, played by Mortensen. After meeting Olsen in San Francisco, Vivian agrees to travel with him to his home near the quiet town of Elk Flats, where they start a life together. However, the Civil War separates them, leaving Vivian to fend for herself in a place controlled by a powerful rancher 
named Alfred Jeffries and his violent wayward son, Weston Jeffries, aided and abetted by corrupt mayor Rudolf Schiller. Olson's eventual return challenges their relationship as they have to confront and make peace with the person each has become. Oh, so. shit. Okay. Not too much of a dramatic. bang, bang, shoot him up Western, more of a no. talky Western, dramatic. a dramatic, like, uh, song. What's that fucking my mom used to watch? Uh, Gone with the Wind style Western that's just fucking long. That's what this sounds like. Vigo trying to get yeah. an Oscar. He's trying. Jeez. You, but you, you know what? I, I'm going to I, I know we got some stuff left in the notes, but just real quick, you know what movie I'm excited for that I'm I, that I'm excited as hell for. But I'm nervous because how the I, I after knowing I don't know how they're going to cast this movie, but it's the next Wolf of Wall Street. If Chris Hemsworth could ever get his shit together and do the Hulk Hogan movie, my God, he'd win an Oscar. My God, like all the shit that that, that he would have to do. And like how it spans so many decades is Wolf of Wall Street all over again. Right. Well, I mean, you know, anything that has to do with the world of WWE, yeah, I think like once Vince McMahon sells the rights to like his story, you know, that would be crazy. that that's another big one. That's another big one. Like, but they he he's not doing his doc right now because of the he he got because he because you know he had to quit. Right, right, right. But I mean, like all of that is gonna be part, a good part of the the story when it comes like it's not going to be something that they can make now well i mean one of those things like they said they they said they might they're working on the hulk hogan movie right now well they've been supposed to be working on it so i don't know that one that one's gonna be crazy like you're you're absolutely right like vince mcmahon's one overall of like his come up that's the real movie but in the meantime chris hemsworth is a hulk pythons like then seeing him fucking have a sex tape arrow like Nah, bro. Yeah, I mean, crazy. And like even that show Young Rock right now is showing like wrestling in the with in Steve Austin. Yeah, it's like it's the tame version because he remembers it all as when he was a kid and what these guys were like mm-hmm. around him when he when he was a kid. But like, and, you know, and even the stuff that telling about him and how he got started in the WWE, all that stuff is super interesting. So like, if there's someone wanted to dramatize that, it would it would make a lot. No, one hundred percent serious. Oh yeah, no, don't don't worry. When we bring Pitchett back, I got some good, some great wrestling pitches that are gonna kill. Like they they don't know. In the in the downtime of Pitchett, Lynn has been studying, baby. My pitches are about to be fucking gas when we come back. All right. Uh, but our <laughs> next story, um, apparently Amazon Freebie is a thing. I just what? discovered it today because I, of the story. Amazon but Freebie. Amazon Freebie, I believe, is like the free version. So if, if you don't pay for Prime Video, you can watch Prime Video stuff on Freebie. It's called Freebie? Uh, yeah, Freebie. <laughs> F-R-E-E-B-E-E. <laughs> they should have just called it Freebie. F-R-E-E-B-Y. Freebie. I don't know. But, uh, so Amazon Freebie has ordered a half-hour scripted pilot called Open Book based on the memoir by reality TV and pop star Jessica Simpson. Oh, that's a big stars- one. Caitlin Tarver from Ballers as Sadie Sparrow, Ooh. a young singer based on Simpson, while John Stamos is on board as Butch, an older musician who's tasked with writing songs for Sadie. But soon their connection is much more than that. Uh, Tommy Capinos, the who wrote uh, Californication and Lucifer, is the writer and executive producer for this, uh, while Adam Bernstein, who also 
did Californification, Billions, and Better Call Saul as a director is going to direct the and executive producer. So just, just behind the Californication people, connection, both of these great story. I don't know how much is going to get into the Nick Lachey stuff, but like I'm into it if they do. So the logline is open book follows pop star Sadie Sparrow's mid twenties rise from ingenuine or sorry from like not unknown to mogul introducing us to the family, friends and lovers she connects with along the way. Okay. Touching on themes of love, friendship, divorce, family and sisterhood. Oh, okay. relationships, soul connections, Hollywood and the music business. Open so book we'll follows Sadie's unexpected stuff. journey as she ultimately comes to embrace herself and the fact that her heart inevitably wants what it wants at every stage of life. All right. Go ahead, Jessica Simpson. Good for you. But this is a third. Wait, hold on. You froze for like two so we'll seconds. See. What'd you say? We shall see. But um, interesting concept. We'll see oh, um, how it turned out. Definitely just, interesting yeah, concept. I just said, um so the next thing we got is peacock developing a series inspired by the 1996 film called fear i don't know if you've ever seen it mm, maybe it's got reese witherspoon and mark Wahlberg. oh uh, shit yeah he, he has where, where mark Wahlberg fakes like he likes her and is a fucking psycho and starts to kill yeah. Start, yeah, yes that movie's crazy all right so jessica goldberg is set to write and produce the adaptation the log line states the modern series reinforced finds two young lovers in a psychological game of cat and mouse but who's the cat who's the mouse when david and nicole first meet in seattle it feels like an epic once-in-a-lifetime romance but soon it becomes clear the seemingly perfect couple is anything but told from conflicting points of view the series wrestles with personal demons hidden agendas and reframes that he said she said can uh convention into a twist-filled suspense story about toxic relationships I wonder if they're going to do the flip and make the girl the David character, because David's a fuck. It seems like they might be doing it in different... No, no. It, it could be the girl, it could be the guy, but like it seems like one episode is going to be like the the guy character being like, yeah, this girl's stupid. Like, Oh, you know, going from... With all this. Uh, and, like, okay. and, then, and then another episode will be from her point of view where she's like, this is the greatest thing ever. This is, we're falling in love. Okay, well, look, that's a good movie. I'll check that. I'll check out the show. Just depends who's cast. Yeah, we'll see what the casting is. Because the reason why I watched this that movie late in life was because it was, oh, recent Mark? Okay, big names. Like, are you going to get, like, Noah Centino and, like, Chloe Grace Moretz? Like, who are you going to get for this? I mean, I feel like we're going to get the kind of people who are getting cast in, you know, the those Amazon series that went were out the, the one about the kids in the town that had that game where they tried oh, to win money. You remember about paper towns, paper no, girls, paper towns, the, the one where they were like in Texas and like, they had to like do these oh, tasks the, the or whatever, show like thing? win the money, the TV game yeah. show. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, like you're saying we're gonna get some new names. Called. Yeah, we're gonna okay. get like people from like that, or like people from like I know what you did last summer, the Amazon series. Ooh. You know, we're gonna get like TV actors. Can we at least get Emma oh, Roberts? Man. Like, even though she's thirty. <laughs> Stop casting Emma Roberts as a teenager, geez. All right. So Velma HBO Max has got a trailer. We've you know we got the full cast, the full gang. 
Have you seen the cast? I saw I saw everything. I didn't know Shaggy's yeah, name so, was Norville. His real yeah, name so is Norville. I didn't know I didn't know that. So you know, Velma is gonna be played by Mindy Kaling, and they've I can believe they made her an Indian character. Yeah, they made her a South a Southeast Asian character type situation. Right, so like I get that. You know, that. if if white people are upset that Shaggy's black, I get it. I get it this time because you know, Shaggy's a white guy. I ain't mad at the choice. Like, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. But, like, I get it yeah, for Sam that Sam Richardson one. is going to play him. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, only thing Thompson I'm upset Smith about is, is that there's no Daphne. Scooby. Like, that's dumb to me. And, yeah. Well, and uh, Fred is going to be played by Glenn Howerton. Yeah, which I'm excited about. <laughs> um, you know, the discourse I saw, actually, about the casting was that Black people were upset that Shaggy was Black. I don't know why. What they were purpose? saying that they that of course you would go and cast the stoner scaredy cat. As oh my black gosh! <laughs> Shut up, black people! <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> Shut up, like all of us white people. Shut up, black. All y'all just shut up and just watch the damn show. But uh, what we need to be up in arms about is what we're not up in arms about is why can't Scooby Doo be in an adult animated show? Like they were like, because it's Scooby, it makes it childish. No, you could have Scooby smoking weed. That shit would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. Like I, I bet that I bet they issue. I bet it's an IP issue. Mm, or do you think? Or do you think they're, they're just saying it? I I I believe what you're saying, but hear me out. Is it if it's if it's if it's not what I'm saying? I think it's what you're saying. Where it's IP? Do you think they're just hiding it? And they'll just show in like they're saying, oh, there's gonna be no Scooby in it, but like we'll see Scooby eventually. Maybe. But to your point, it probably is Hanna Barbera doesn't want one of their mainstays because like yeah, because like Scooby Doo is the dog. Yeah, he's you know, IP. Like that yeah, that for show sure. is is Scooby. So if you take the characters and put them in something else without Scooby in it, then you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, that's a good point. So let Scrappy be in it, <laughs> like, like that would be like, something like that. Like you gotta have one of them in there. Like, you, and then how do you explain Scooby not being there? Is he at like a dog retreat every time? Like, where is he at? Is he dead? Are they gonna see? He's, they can't see he's dead. Nah, I don't know. We'll see. It's gonna be interesting. But <laughs> you're right. The IP thing is real. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is going to come out May 24th, 2004, and this guy, Eka Darville, has been cast, I believe, in some kind of role. He's probably one of the apes. That's just cool. Like, anyway, he's cast at this point. It's not Andy Serkis and Matt Reeves anymore. An we saw this. Like, I don't know if I'm hyped for a new apes movie. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I'm either. Yeah, like, you, it, I get we've it. Been, we've been telling these Planet of the Apes stories for four decades. I was about to say it happened in the sixties or whatever, or the eighties, whenever they did it at first. They remade it with the James Franco, and then Matt Reeves took over. But I think they should have waited till like 2060, 2050. You gotta give it some time. Let's see how the world changes and how the apes take over the new world. You can't do it from right after. 2015 and think it makes any difference in 2022. Same apes fucking shit up. And those movies were yeah. so good that now you put yourself like, damn, how, like if this doesn't live up to what Caesar and Matt Reeves did, then like it's gonna be shit on. Yeah. So um, I don't so, know. But you're right. We've been talking about this for a while. About it. Just, yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, some interesting things I saw going around was that. The, what Netflix and HBO pitched to the Tolkien estate 
to get oh, that yeah. IP. They uh, said so no. HBO's pitch. I saw yeah, HBO's. HBO's pitch was that they wanted to make a series that would essentially remake Lord of the Rings. I told I I knew that somebody wanted to do it. It like when when I, when we talked about Lord of the Rings getting purchased, I was like they're gonna redo it, but that they're not because Tolkien was like, nah, bro, we're not fucking with that. So that that's why HBO didn't get it. And Netflix wanted to pitch a Marvel approach to oh Lord of the Rings, uh, having a Gandalf series and Aragorn series. No wonder why they told Netflix, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, the insider says that the, it completely freaked out the Tolkien estate. That's hilarious, man. Oh, yeah, we want to do this like Marvel. Netflix, what have y'all done? Like, that's like, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even met with them if I was talking. They would have to offer us like billions of dollars, like a billion dollars for us to meet with them. Like, fuck that. But the HBO thing, that's interesting. They didn't choose that. That's probably why HBO doubled down with George. It was like, let's give him the kingdom. Yeah. Um, and then the other interesting thing I saw going around was some almost that for Stranger Things. They almost had and this is a spoiler for people who haven't watched oh, yeah. Things. They almost had Will um, kill Bob, played by Sean Austin, oh. in season two. Wasn't Eleven's mom going to die or something? Like, wasn't she going to kill her mama? Yeah, and then Eleven was going to kill kill her mom out of mercy. Mm. Like, her mom was probably going to be, like, broken or whatever, and she was going to be like, just kill me. Mm. Well, okay. her mom was already as broken. So, did you see that David Harbour was live streaming from filming Stranger Things and Millie Bobby Brown got on the live stream and was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Get off of this. <laughs> He's like, like Netflix is going to fire out. me. <laughs> that shit was, was like, funny. Do it. Netflix, I dare you. Yeah, I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> That's pretty much what he was doing, essentially. Uh, so, the, so the voice will be... The voice will be back next year, but there'll be some new faces sitting in the revolving chairs. Um, NBC renewed it for its 23rd season, um, but this will be the first season that Blake Shelton will be gone. So oh. Blake Shelton departing the show. Kelly Clarkson will be back. And the two new uh, the two new people in the chairs, you know, with one still left to be chosen, will be uh, One Direction's Niall Horan and Chance the Rapper. So it's Chance, Niall, Kelly Clarkson, and someone else? Yeah. Interesting. Chance the Chance the Rapper. Oh right. my god. Dude hasn't put out a like he, does he still even make music? Like, what are we talking about? Oh my gosh. Dude just jumping from reality show to reality show trying to make a book. Go put out an album. Go do some go do some mushrooms and put out a new album. All right. Um, and then our last bit before moving on the rise. We have two renews and a season that got extended. So yeah. Solar Opposites has been renewed for a, a fifth season. Nice. And um, Dan Harpin's Crapopolis has been renewed for a second season. Don't know what that is, but no Solar Opposites. Watch that. I think it's on Netflix. Okay. We, we, we definitely talked about the trailer and the show on here before. Crapopolis? Crapopolis. Yeah. Okay. So, and Adult Animated Cartoon. Okay. Real. And uh, I'm ready for Rick and Morty season six. Has yeah, me too. Uh, Quantum Leap season one has been extended for six more episodes. Nice. Are you excited? It's been doing so well that they put six more episodes. I haven't watched single episode. How do you watch the show that like you love? 
I don't. I've never. I only watched like four episodes of the original. Oh, but I thought you were like I just such a big thought it was a, a really fan. good concept. Oh, okay. Yeah, time travel fan. I thought you would have watched Quantum Leap by now. I might. I mean, I have Peacock, so. Might as well check I've it out. Waiting. I've been kind of waiting so that I can binge it. You know, I don't really oh. want to just like watch it week to week. I, I feel that. Um, I, I've been I've been holding off on my week to week shows like Abbott. I took a break from to let it build up a little bit. Yeah. Um. So we're at movie on the rise. All right. Is that time where we give you one, two, three, maybe four things that we've watching that we think you should watch that's coming out this week or it's been out for a little bit. It's called movie on the rise. And this week I'll start us off big anime week, big anime week. Look, if you're a fan of bleach, from Ichigo and Bleach, that the the other of the big three. When you think Naruto, One Piece, you always think Bleach is the third one. It's back with a new season, the Thousand Year Blood War yeah. arc. Like I'm gonna watch it, but Bleach was never really my favorite. But I know a lot of fan people who listen to the show love Bleach, so that's out there. Chainsaw Man out there for those of you who's looking to get into some new anime and you're like, what's something interesting? This has horror vibes uh but it's a it's battle as well a demon takes control of this guy's body or rather he makes a a pact and he becomes this chainsaw demon and there's this gun devil running around and it's about him stopping the other devils and it's very interesting so chainsaw man's out and then blue lock for those that like sports anime it's a soccer anime and that shit looks looks like mario super strikers that shit looks nuts (laughs) like they're doing like power kicks and that shit is animated like one punch man that shit's great and then the watcher comes out this week i don't know if you wanted that one you didn't say anything so i didn't know watcher on that's Netflix. the one with bobby conneval yeah <laughs> where was that house <laughs> um so yeah i'd like to mention up on top of our movie on the rise that Shantaram, the charlie hunnam show is going to be out this week so we'll probably both watch that. Hi. Um, Beast. I watched the You Just Elba Beast movie. You watched that? I'm not necessarily saying not necessarily, not necessarily saying that people out there should go watch it, but if you want to like, you know, get My man. Yeah, if you want to watch a 90 minute movie that is exactly what you expect it to be. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish he had Twitter so y'all could go flood his mentions. Go find him on Instagram and flood his mentions and say you watched Beast. But you haven't seen Bullet Club? Beast? You watched you just over fight a lion? Was it good? No. <laughs> it was like exactly what you would think it was going to be. I wanted to know. Like I was like, because it was only it's it's a short. Did he kill so the I was lion? Like, oh, okay, 90 minutes. Yeah. Did the lion jump and he like stab like it was one of those things where the lion jumped on top of him, he was stabbed, and then he pushed the lion off of him. Bro, honestly, I was playing Xbox while I was watching it. I don't, I honestly don't remember. It was just like <laughs> him it was, fighting it was just on. That's fucking hilarious, bro. But I'm like I, everything as you're watching the movie, you're like, okay, so this is gonna happen next, and it happens next. And that's like, okay, hilarious. So like, this is gonna happen. Also, I'm gonna try to go to the movies. Like, Amsterdam is out, but people have been shitting on it. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna watch that. But I think that's because people, you know, the stuff about David O'Rourke. I want to watch the other one. Uh, what's what's the other one? The one with uh, Sersha Ronan. Oh, the oh, okay, okay, the other one that's coming out. I got I'm gonna watch that. One. Yeah, that one looks good too. I'm gonna check out um, Amsterdam this week. I'm probably going to the movies. I haven't been in so long. Yeah, so, I haven't been in a long time. 
So also on Peacock is a friend of the family. That's something that I want to watch this week. Okay. It looks like a, a little thriller that they got on there. And then my parents have been watching Five Days at the Memorial. If you're, a, a, you know, a lot of our listeners are from Louisiana. If you're from Louisiana and you um, remember some Katrina stuff like this, oh. they, this is a, it's a Katrina story. Yeah, they got a big Katrina movie coming out on HBO soon. That's going to be fucking sad as hell. Katrina Babies. Yeah, so. I, I yeah. actually, actually, I think I can get us the director on our show. I think he's friends with my with my former co-host Norman Locke. So I possibly, I'm gonna talk to him, and I think I can get um, him to, to come talk. So we'll see. I'm, and uh, before we go and talking about the shows, one story that I forgot to put in here, and um, it's pretty bad that I didn't put it in here, <laughs> is um, that Craig Zobel. From Mayor of Easttown. Oh, yo! That's funny. I, I retweeted it. I was hype on it. I just, I didn't, I forgot that, like, you it know, happened, like, about it. the day after we recorded. Yes. And then, um, and so they've already started filming that show. Oh, no, they, no, they're about to start filming. They haven't started filming yet. They've, they're, they're, they're about to. Oh. Like and month. it takes place a week after the movie. Yeah, man. See, he was like, I'm walking and it's was, it was all wet on the ground. Crazy, which makes me hype for the Batman 2. Like, holy shit. The, the Penguin starts a week after? That's fucking nuts. I thought it was going to be like before. Like, I thought it was going to be about like what led up to the Batman, not the well, in-between. Now he's the boss. Yeah, for sure. He's doing, she's so fucking this shit is more up. interesting. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, look, I'm all in. And the fact that Craig Zobel, mayor of Easttown, guys, doing this? Bravo, HBO. Bravo, Matt Reeves. Fuck David Zaslov. And give us this fucking heat. (laughs) Fuck David Zaslov, man. Give us this heat. Matt Reeves, I'm all in, like, the Rock, whatever The Rock's doing with DC, The Rock's doing, man. Do your thing, The Rock. But Matt Reeves, that's my DCEU. That's who I'm rocking with. All right, so uh, let, let me run through Andor real quick. I'll just, I won't tell you too much. Oh, yeah, you do you seen think? It, but basically what's happening at this point is, um, you know, everyone still is distrusting of Cassian before this heist. Uh, we get a little bit more insight into who the Imperial officer is who is, and what his motivations are. Um, the big theme out of that group is that everyone has their own rebellion. We, you know, we may all do it for different reasons, but we all have the same enemy. Okay. Um, and then you get a little Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma has a daughter, and her daughter doesn't like her. Oh, that's why we don't know her. And so... <laughs> And so I'm curious about, like, is Mon Mothma's going to start inside a rebellion, just disrupting her whole fame? Like, like is maybe her like, daughter dies. I, I think, like, what they're trying to show us here is that not only did she, like, start rebelling against the Empire, but she, like, did it against her own family. Mm, okay, real. So but, she... like, her, her whole bit, like, the reason that the daughter doesn't like her is that the daughter thinks that she's self-centered. Mon Mothma. Mm. And Mon only cares about like her world. No one else. Not gotcha. Anyone else's. Okay. Um, and then it goes to the the dorky cop guy and okay. he's at his mom's house and his mom's like, I'm going to call my your uncle and get him to get you a job. And that's kind of like what they're going 
going on over there. And I, we don't know who his uncle is and what this job might be. Okay. Okay. But he's still like, he's still like has this little picture of Cassian on like a little hologram or whatever. And he's like, I'm going to get that guy. Oh, so he's ready for him when the heist comes. Okay. So well, I mean, he's not on the same planet as the heist. Oh, okay. But so okay. this next week's episode, we we're gonna get the heist it's happening. So I gotta watch this week. Okay, I'll watch. I'll be I'll be up to date by next week's episode. Solid. Where are we going to them dragons? Are we doing Are we doing American Gigolo? We do them dragons. Let's do the dragons. So crazy episode, the longest episode. Fuck um, the greens, a lot bro. Here. Like for real, the greens fucking suck. Like God, I hate them. There's a lot to to dial in with this episode. You know, you have Rhaenyra and and uh, Damon. They get word. Well, basically, so Corliss is sick and injured and gonna die. Yeah. And they're like, well, who's gonna take Driftmark? It's supposed to go to Lucerus, but Lucerus ain't black. <laughs> Lucerus is strong. His strong job. Like you, uh, don't, you don't have to. So like, well, I mean, you know, that's what he says. Like, that's what uh, what Damon or Va- Damon Va- or whatever. Fuck Damon too, man. Fuck all the Amons. That's not Damon. Amon, Damon, they suck. I'm glad Damon's killing both of them. <laughs> so yeah, so Damon is like, this this dude can is not Valerian blood, <laughs> so he's not going to be the heir of Driftmark. It's going to be me, like. And then, no, and no, then, it's uh, not. <laughs> Rainice is like, "All right, let's go. We're going to petition, blah, blah blah." And so they go to petition the queen because Viserys is like basically a vegetable. Well, then they call they're pumping him through full of. <laughs> they're pumping him through of a uh, milk of the poppy, basically. But they need to get him off of that and take that those oxy's. Him in that mask, bro. He looked crazy. <laughs> Um, so, but then we find out when Ray, Ray Niska is there that she's trying to get herself on the Driftmark throne, <laughs> of course. Duh. And, um, and so Rhaenyra and Damon and the boys have to come to King's Landing to, you know, be like, this is our, you know, he's next in the secession. And, and so they show up to King's Landing to no one there. No one's there to greet them, which is a nope. big slap. They didn't give a fuck. Allison, baby. And, <laughs> and so, like, Allison's just in there with a small council listening to, like, uh, you know, Lord Beesbury, you know, bore them with the accounting <laughs> while, like, Ra- Rhaenyra and Damon go straight up to Viserys to see that old vegetable sitting on the bed looking decrepit. Looking sickly as fuck. <laughs> yeah, they introduce their two sons that yep. they have, Viserys and Aegon. Another slap. They're gonna name the who's second in line to the throne. Hey, but that's the that's the real Aegon, though. That's the real Aegon. That's the The one that. Yeah. Wait. Spoiler. Like for the like. That's the one, huh? That's the one. Okay. That's all I need to say. Okay. Cool. And so, then Allison finally comes in. You know, the one parallel that you know you can see throughout the episode is that whenever Rhaenyra or Damon are talking to Viserys, they're talking to him on his good side. And whenever Allison or anyone You're right, is to on there, they're talking on his bad side. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Good point. Good point. So when, 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 he, um, we got to get Vaymon out of here, bro. Dude's got to go. 
Yeah, so they go to petition at the court, and everyone and Bayman's given his pitch, and the house and them are going to uh, go on his side. But um, Viserys appears. Yeah! Um, Oh, oh, crutchy ass walking like this! Walking all up with that cane and that ugly ass mask to sit on that throne. Yeah, he, he makes his way Slow, slowly but surely to the throne, <laughs> drops his crown, but and he's like, "Leave me alone!" But who's there to to help him? His brother. Damon, all that Damon ever wanted in his life was to be by Viserys. Yeah, side that's all he wanted to finally, do. He listened to Otto so Hightower. He finally gets to do that and bring, and brings him to the throne. And Viserys is like, "Why are we? What is this petition when we have a succession that has already been settled?" <laughs> and then and he's like, "Rainis, tell everyone." And then Rainis is like. Yeah, yeah, Lucerus, he's he's there. Because <laughs> he ain't she ain't gonna say shit. She knows what'll happen. And Damon's like, what is Damon oh, doing? Oh, you whore! He says, he says her mother's a whore. He's not black. <laughs> she slept with, with strong. And then Damon says, yeah, and then Damon, Damon, before he says it, Damon's looking at him like. Say it. Don't do it. <laughs> He's like, say it. No, he told him he was like, say it. Say it. <laughs> and then Sarah's like, I'll have your tongue. Damon's like, he, he, he takes it. his little shaky knife. Yeah. Him and his little shaky knife. He was like, I'll kill you. There's like, sit your old ass down. <laughs> that shit was wild. And they showed they showed that for a long time. And then they showed him on the the table with his head still cut off like that with his brains and shit. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that was that was that was nuts. That my favorite scene is tied between that and then the pig roasting dinner that's coming up a little bit. Yeah, apparently in the book, Damon actually feeds the body to his dragon. Oh, that would have been better. Yeah, that'd been badass. Um, so yeah, I mean, after that, a lot of stuff happens, but we pretty much just need to get to the the dinner, the dinner scene. And so Viserys comes in there, and all Viserys wants in his life is to see his family come together and like. That's all he wants. He just wants his people around him, but none of them fuck with each other. And so, but and finally, in that moment, <laughs> like they make peace, yeah, to an extent. At least you know the the matriarchs make peace, and um, you know, while some things are veiled with insults, some people say some nice things about each other. That it is okay. Yeah. Wait, I didn't get the pig one. Like they said that it was fucked up to Amon that they had a roast pig on the uh. Right. Why was that fucked up? Explain that to me. Because in the two episodes ago when he didn't have a dragon or whatever and they were in the dragon pit training they said oh we have a dragon for you and it was like you know Rhaenyra's boys and then Aegon his brother they brought a little pig and they were like oh, yeah. this is going to be your dragon you're right and so like when it gets on the table Lucera starts snickering and that's when <laughs> that's why he went off y'all. that's why he said y'all are good strong boys strong boys <laughs> what a fucker and that dude looks creepy as hell. Oh yeah, with his eye patch, bro. Damon, I am so they they better. That's probably gonna be next season. But when him and Damon fight, oh, it's gonna be beautiful. Yeah, it's it's gonna be wild. I don't want to give the spoilers to that, but I've that been spoiled for that, and it's going to be I have. amazing. That, that shit, yeah, that shit looks nuts, and I'm ready for it. So, but 
Yeah, and, and that's pretty much the end. Like blacks beefing with greens. It's over. Actually, no, the end. So Rhaenyra goes and talks to her dad and is like, hey, you know, the song of ice and fire, like, do you really believe that it's real? But, it, but it's not. But he never gives her an answer. Yeah. And then so Allison's putting him in the bed and he's like, ah, I wanted to answer that question that we were talking about before. And Allison's like, what? And, and she like, he tells her and that starts. I think the that Aegon war. is the prince that has promised. I think Aegon was right. The prince that has promised, you know, shit like that. And she just takes the things that she wants to hear and thinks and it's her like, Aegon but it's not right and it's not even Rhaenyra's it's not even, Aegon it's not even Rhaenyra's Aegon it's Jon yeah. Snow <laughs> who doesn't even fucking match oh, oh god that shit hurts my soul but don't worry George and John, George and Kit Harrington are making that Jon Snow series that's gonna redo everything I don't want it <laughs> we're gonna yeah. get him we're gonna get him as king Bran's gonna die Maybe. He's gonna be like out at the um, out at the yeah, wall. So He's gonna get a message, brand dead. Oh, I gotta come back do the deal with this shit again. Fucking Aegon. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's just pretty much everything. Yeah. All right. So now we get to American Jiggle. We kind of talked a little bit about it. <laughs> the billionaire isn't the killer. What? Who did it? Tell me who did it. The then. billionaire doesn't know who Julian is. Who, tell me well, who put the hit I, on Julian then. Who? It, it can't well, I be. I think like I, th- I, I think the bodyguard still did it, but he did it like pre pre preemptive. What like, a he pussy! Just did it to, like yeah, like because the wife told him. Because I mean, he's just doing it again. Yeah, I guess the whole bit. Like I'm like, Joan. I'm like Joan. You're gonna figure out this dude's just doing the same thing that he did last time. True. He's trying to frame Julian, yet. and and my thought process at this point is like. So 15 years ago, there was no like security cameras everywhere. They're going to find out real quick that Julian K was not at that hotel. Yeah, that big motel. time. Big time. And they have like, witnesses. He was talking to that black lady all night. Well, no, I mean, that wasn't the night that that happened. I'm just saying, like, I think the night that the murder happened, he was with Wayne Brady. Oh, but see, okay, wait, wait. I thought it was he was with the black lady and then he went go meet Wayne Brady and and go to the clubs. Oh, you're talking about the landlady. Yeah, I'm talking about the landlady. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because like they have, because I think that's why if you stay stick around and watch the next episode, I think that's why he, he went to her and was like, "I need you to talk. I need like I need to talk to you some shit." And the black lady's like, "What you gonna get me into, Julian?" All right. So like, maybe I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about the black lady he was running around with in this episode. Oh no 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 no! I'm talking about the landlady. Yeah, the landlady for sure. So, but I, that shit was funny. He walks up to them and he's like, "Excuse me, ladies," and they're like, "Julian K." Julian K. I didn't know the K stood for cock. Didn't know that. <laughs> Found that out today. Also, the fact that that lady was hiding Julian from his kid. That child looked just like Julian. No, when you said that, see, well, that, yeah, you said that you... three weeks ago. I was like, man. I thought that was young Julian on those on those flyers. That's what I'm saying. So, like, yeah, when he puts that gets that flyer, he's like, "Oh, this is the kid." Yeah, this is my kid. I and know this. Like, How long did you know? <laughs> but like, he gives him some like cryptic bullshit. Like, you remember the night that we like got in that fight? Why? Okay, I have a question. If it's just the butler or the 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 the, the bodyguard. Why do you keep showing me this these shady characters? Who are these shady characters? Do they work for the bodyguard? Does the bodyguard work for someone? And who's trying to pimp out three mil from the bodyguard? How you got a bodyguard gonna get three mil? 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on right now with the the kid who got kidnapped and they're trying to like get three million from like the bodyguard. I'm like, what is this? See, and that and that the kid. Okay, the kid's Colin. The kid's their kid. Yeah, Colin. But my thing yeah, is, yeah. who's that shady fucker that that like was looking at uh Julian and that took the kid? Is that the person know, who put the hit on Julian? Because I'm I'm t- I'm I'm thinking it's like because like what's the, Olga? Olga is like the pimp. I, I think there was someone above Olga. Oh like, yeah, for being real. Okay, and now I'm, I'm with you on that. that guy. Who put the hit on Julian? Okay, I'm with yeah. that because because I I still think it has to come back around and it's gonna tie with Isabella. She's gonna be involved somehow. Right. So I think there's like some bigger mob boss involved. Okay, I'm I'm with that. I'm down with that because there has to be. But, but Joan Sunday's growing on me. <laughs> She's figuring shit out, and she and she don't give a shit. No, she, she doesn't. Give a shit. She just needs to go, go work a little faster. Her little Venn diagram makes a lot of sense, but like she's she 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 doing things too slow. And like, why aren't you telling the other cops, "Hey, I got this billionaire's wife right here"? And then why don't you say, "Hey, the billionaire's here telling me this"? Like, she should have been recording all of that. Like, there there's a lot Joan Sunday did wrong, but I am on Team Joan Sunday now because now she got to work with Julian together to clear his name. Right, so ex- more excited more than ever for American Gigolo. If you yeah. haven't watching the show, you got to. It's it is great. They definitely swerved when they they zigged when they could have zagged, and I'm glad they zigged. Ooh, the bachelor, the the billionaire about to kick his wife ass. <laughs> he really he is like I felt so bad for him when I found out he didn't know. Oh, that means he's innocent. Now this is just a hurt man. Oh. <laughs> And they tried to make him sympathetic too when they showed all those scenes with him building the watch for that kid. I was like, damn, he was a good dad. So he's not a fucker. I thought he was a fucker this whole time. He was just building a watch with his son. Well, not his son, Julian's son. <laughs> Fucked up. And we still don't know what the whole deal was with like Olga's guy that she was living with Gee, trying to get those files what the to Julian. Fuck was <laughs> yeah, about uh, about the girl from his past. Who? Like maybe the Joan mom Sunday was taking killed. pictures of. Yeah, you're right. That girl got killed because she was messing with the people in Olga's world, the higher ups, or like walked in the wrong room. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Right at that party. Yep. So we gonna find uh, out though. I'm into it. But um, that wraps everything up for this week's Bros Revenge podcast. We'll be back talking next week of American Gigolo and or House of Dragon penultimate episode. And watch my uh, heroes. We'll so you can talk probably, about it next week. Probably talk a little bit of Shan, Shan Taram. Um, I may just like almost cut out majority of the stories and we might just talk in more in depth about some of the other stuff because I'm assuming this House Dragon episode is gonna be like amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna and, be intense. And, and or we're getting the heist. Yeah. And I wanna talk a little bit about that Charlie Hunnam show and I wanna talk about my hero and I you know. So that's fine. I'll be ready to go. So next week be a good one. All right, so tell everyone what's going on with the network and uh, where they can find you on social media. All right, you can find me at LinBWT. Uh, follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. A lot of anime content. Check out the YouTube. The work shoot show is out. Uh, you can check out our Extreme Rules prediction. See how we did. The review show will be coming out 
this week as well. So you can check that out. Manga Melee is out now. Anime Talk will be out on Thursday. So be sure to look out for all that good stuff, man. It's, it's a good time to be a Bruce Thing fan. A lot of good content. And I promise you the Rocky run it back by next week. Next week, you'll, you'll, you'll probably have. That, that's, that's the vibe. Yeah, uh, we'll end up having some conversations about that because my schedule is about to get all wonky. So um, we'll uh, we'll be working that stuff out and trying to get it to you as it comes because I'm, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Monday night we'll end up talking about it off air. But anyway, you can find me on Instagram at HU14, Letterboxd, Adam BWT. I talked about how I did Black Phone. And um, vengeance, and gosh, there was one more I thought I said that I did. You go, go check it out. I'm pretty sure that I have another one up there. Must not have been that good if I don't remember it. <laughs> Here I have it on the app. <laughs> right? I got you know, a bad review. Like, oh well, if I don't remember it, that would probably suck. That's but what I, I was... can't. Oh well, I did the outfit, but did I do another one? Oh, I just made sure that I, because I had rated last night mm-hmm. in Soho because I was on a plane, and then I finally wrote the review. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Nice. Last night Soho's great. Yeah, that's great. Um, So that wraps up everything for this week's episode of The Bros Who Binge. We'll catch you next week for more. Have a great week, and as always, keep binging.